Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to the show. On today's show, we are going to be discussing the Hulu original show Casual, episode 7 and 8. That is correct. Seven and eight. These are the uh, two penultimate episodes leading up to the penultimate episode. <laughs> the pre-penultimate penultimate episodes. And these episodes go deep, Steve. Wow. Oh, they sure do. <laughs> they sure do, Eli. A great couple of episodes. Um, they've done a wonderful job setting up the story and the characters, um, we're really seeing a lot of amazing conflict now within this family. Yeah. And I think this whole story and the characters go to another level in, in these next two episodes, another level of depth and humanity, you know, for all three. Yes. And for me, watching these two, I felt like I had as much to sort of say and note about these as the previous three. Yes. They were so full, seven and eight. So let's jump right in and yeah, let's talk jump about it. right in. <laughs> awesome. Um, happy to. Uh, so we jump right into episode seven, and it opens with Emmy and Alex sitting on a bench observing uh, an outdoor yoga class. Yes. Um, Emmy has a hilarious line Oh, white people, they think they invented yoga. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just some wonderful comedic chops uh, between uh, him and her and Alex and Emmy, and it's just sort of this match that is that is really out there. It's a real like oddball thing. As wild and weird as Alex has been all season, I think they did a really awesome job as matching him. Finally, his algorithm matches him with someone who's <laughs> just as weird and out there and comes with their own baggage and boyfriend and oh, yeah. all this stuff and all the they, above yeah there's a but there's a real sincere romantic connection there that um they want to explore and you don't really blame him for wanting to explore it especially after everything he's been through yeah yeah it's it's really interesting how he goes just kind of head first knowing all the you know catches all the all the footnotes to Emmy's story. And yeah, they have just a great, great banter and seemingly great time together. Yeah, and this, and this is a pretty rad episode for them if you're talking about good times together. Um, <laughs> because they kind of just, everything they do is sort of pushes the boundaries of their little mini relationship and they go out there and and she's like, let's do what I do and think is fun and be open and yeah. you know go pick up a girl and immediately it's sort of you'd think Alex on the surface would be like oh yeah this is awesome but then you get to really uh it reveals a lot about him his inner child yeah. and how he's like not really comfortable with this sexual openness and it 
Um, it gets deeper later, you know, when it in regards to his parents and how what was going on in his household when he was younger. Right. But you get to see some early glimpses of it in real time. Um, and it was really wonderful. And we're going to be jumping around a little now, but I just want to stay with Emmy and Alex for a bit. Sure. Because they're they're so fun. So when they're when they pick up the girl at the <laughs> bar and then she's like, Well, is there anyone else that you're you know, when they're really comfortable with and they're talking about making it a foursome, like, right. is there someone else that you're comfortable with? And they just, it's like, they just show up at Leon's house. <laughs> Obviously. Man, what, a gr- what a great way to bring Leon back into the fold here in episode seven. It was so uh, like, I was so for that. It was so funny and rewarding and awesome because if there was anyone who deserved just like a crazy night, and of course, Leon, with everything he's been through, it's like, of course he's, Watching Finding Nemo. <laughs> like, he's just having like a nice little night watching a Pixar movie by himself. By himself. Oh. And uh, <laughs> of course, steps up in the time of, uh, of need and is a very oh. willing participant. Uh, in fact, way more yeah. willing than Alex in the end. And yeah. That turns into its own comedy. And uh, yeah, the... The closing sort of button on that scene where uh, where Emmy comes back out and lies on Alex's lap, and he's like, eh, "Want to put Nemo back on?" <laughs> yeah, that was great. And there was yeah two two really hilarious moments in in that sequence for me was was Alex and Leon in the kitchen and Alex trying to uh, convince Leon to do this. Yeah, and and then when they start the girls start dancing in the living room, it's quickly just like. Okay, it's starting. All right, we got to do this. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. And then his attempt, Alex's attempt at like joining the foursome, <laughs> trying to get. Uh, on I thought the it was bed. so. Uh, it's just a great bit of physical comedy. Just where to put the hands, and he kind of commits to putting the hands down, and nothing is feeling right, and nothing is working, and he just yeah. <laughs> he just gives up. Yeah. Oh man. But I thought there was a great kind of reprieve for that where he is talking to Emmy about Leon and he's feeling the proud papa for Leon. Yeah. He did. Do, yeah. He really did do great, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is doing great yeah. in there. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's really, yeah, he's, he's really, really banging not, that girl. Yeah. He's not self conscious, <laughs> is he? And Emmy's like, oh, that's key. And then Alex, Alex takes credit. You, you remember this? He's like, yeah, I taught him that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. Okay, it was great. Yeah, this evolution, the chapters in their friendship just keep keep getting funnier and more amazing and ridiculous. And yeah, uh, and he's so proud of him. Know. It's great to see yeah. Alex uh, in that role. <laughs> yeah, what a what a great element this brings into uh, Alex's life, and by extension, the whole show as this new energy of Emmy. His only match ever on his real profile. Yeah, and I, I thought that scene with them on the couch when they were then going to watch Finding Nemo as opposed to the foursome was sort of touching in the sense of like, oh wow, Alex is really providing something for Emmy, like that she's you know it's not all about the physical or the open thing with him. So I think yeah, it made a lot of sense, and then they they have these really deep moments together. Uh, they connect, and then obviously it's quite complicated just because of who Emmy is as a person, and not liking labels and and all of it. And so it's um, it's the right kind of interesting um, for me as far as when I'm watching a story. It's not super frustrating. It's it's just intriguing enough mm-hmm. to kind of keep me really engaged with their relationship. Yeah, 
Yeah. So meanwhile. Yeah. Meanwhile, we'll just flip back <laughs> to uh, some um, serious stuff is going on that uh, actually ends up being uh, a love triangle of sorts uh, with Laura and Valerie. Um, yeah, Laura keeping things really close to her chest um, and trying to put herself out there to this teacher. And in this episode, he, he, I think he makes it pretty clear, like, I'm your teacher. I'm not interested in you. Yeah. you know, so I'm interested in um, that when, essay. Yeah, when there is that confrontation at the Ooh. end. And um, it was truthful. You know, I think I think there were moments you sort of felt for Laura in a sense when she was just kind of like, don't tell me this is all in my head. And you texted me and you did X, Y, and Z, you know, and it was, there was a lot of truth to that, right? And I think it seems, though it was truthful, that his best intentions were for her to like help her because he saw her in a tough spot. Sure. Divorce-wise and you know, family with her family situation and wanted to be there for her as a mentor. And that got really convoluted by a teenage girl, you know, and, and it was a very powerful scene at the end of this episode when he just said, you're just a kid. And that landed like a ton of bricks on her. She did an incredible job. It was quite the performance by her at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty heavy moment. Uh, of course that's in response to her, you know, line of lines, you know, he was supposed to fuck me to her yeah. mom, to Valerie. And what's fascinating about how they script this, which we have seen coming now, right? We saw right. the flirtation start with Valerie and Michael. And we're also, they're really, really, you know, painting the picture of this, how ugly this could be leading up to this moment because this you know, dance is intensifying and yet neither Val or Laura are open enough with each other where they realize what's going on. And there's actually a really interesting moment leading up to this. I don't know if you noticed this. So Valerie goes out on the first date with Laura's teacher and he mm -hmm. tells her about the sex tape or sex gif. <laughs> right? right yeah and so she comes home and gets mad at laura and laura doesn't ask how she found out and it's yeah, I so did, close I did catch that. like they're so yeah. close in that moment and i was just watching this again i was like wow they're yeah they're just really tiptoeing this line of how close this is and then it finally just explodes Loads in that last scene. Um, so many elements, though, that set it up and make it so impactful to where that final line, you know, that you said of Michael's, Mr. Cars, just crushes Laura and in many ways crushes the viewer. Yeah. Well, you're right. They did a really good job setting all that up um, with all the moments between Val um, and Michael and. And really establishing this relationship between Laura and Val, that they're a mother and daughter moving through a crisis point in their life, and they're talking about specific things, and it's also a teenage daughter-mother relationship. So, yeah, for me, I did notice that she didn't say, you know, your teacher told me this information, that it was just sort of right to the point. I was like, oh, they're just not 
Yeah. They're not having talks like that. They're not having talks about, they're having talks about like, you know, her dating app and, you know, and like things that are kind of fun and meta and, but they're not going deep with each other because there's too much trauma. There's, there's too much going on that they're both processing and dealing with on a daily basis. Yeah. And still experiencing currently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This, uh, this painful separation and divorce. And another thing that I found interesting in, in how this plays out, Steve, is that we see now for, you know, I'm not sure how many scenes they're in, but uh, for now uh, a really good little while, Laura's brief moments with her two best friends from high school. Yeah. And there's this scene leading up to Laura going over to her teacher's house where she's supposed to go out with them. She's going to go to the party Right. Yeah, they're drinking. They're drinking at the house. Yeah, I thought that was Pre-gaming. actually a pretty good scene. And it's a really yeah. good scene, and it's interesting. And no fault really of theirs, but Laura's friends are high school girls, and they're so clearly just in high school and focused on what you know typical maybe high school girls are focused on. And because of that, they play. You know, their lives and interests play so differently next to Laura's and what she's going through. But they also serve to sort of show that contrast and also kind of not really help Laura. Like they, they're in a way contributing to Laura feeling pretty left on her own on a lot of things. And I think that's a theme yeah. that's really cementing itself in this episode is how alone Laura really is. She's not actually sharing the true things or truly what's going on with anyone. Not Ooh, her mom. Good point. Not her two high school best friends. And she lies to them and doesn't go to the party. And they're not supportive or not quite old and wise enough yet to see that and to say, hey, what's going on? Or anything, right? They just take Yeah, off. there was a quick, are you okay? You okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bam. Bounce. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly no fault of theirs, you know, Laura. They're supposed to be, what, 16, 17, maybe. I think 17. Uh, And I just thought that was interesting. Wow, like, they're really uh, showing how, and, you know, we create these things in our own life, right? Like, Laura has people around her, but she's not connecting to, and none of those people are really seeing through the veneer to what's really going on until it comes crashing down. And maybe with the whole sex tape thing, you think, someone would have gotten a little more in there and up in her business to be like, yo, what's going on? And her friends don't really yeah. offer that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, the only one who checked in was the teacher, was Michael, and was like, you need to do something about this. And again, from a more mentor point of view, and she was trying to manipulate it into more of an emotional connection. But mm. wow, points to you, Eli, for the best point <laughs> of the episode and possible <laughs> podcasts thus far. Um, trying to bring we, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're bringing your A game today. Um, so, but I, I hear you because it's, uh, everyone gets so active, right? And even, even with Alex's, um, idiosyncrasies, he still like goes into work and gets involved and mucks it up. And, yeah. and, um, this was, this is now kind of Laura's, you know, attempt with the tape and, you know, her trying to be active to, do something to go after something that she wants. Um, and, you know, even before when Val 
goes spins into this uh she spins into this rage of what of this injustice of the sex tape and goes to see the principal and yeah. confronts Emil and she's like so active and like I'm gonna get to the bottom of this and people are gonna pay for this because it's my daughter and like um you're right it was just the the reveal that it was actually her that did the tape um was really crushing and also in in Laura just to get it back to her and the focus of when she didn't go to the party with her friends, she didn't hear back from Michael. And she's like, I'm just going to go over there. That was one of those like really cringy moments where you're watching a character do something. And you're like, don't, oh. what are you doing? Don't go to his house. Don't, don't go inside his house. Yeah. Don't go into the bedroom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's tough. And it's tough to watch uh, both, Laura and her decision making in this episode and her relationship with Val. And we see the same element, I think, really until the end of the next episode, which, of course, we'll get into a little later. But what we see is that Valerie cannot step out of her overprotective, you know, psychiatrist role into just being an actual friend and support and a you know, someone Laura can confide in. And it's really hard, even when, yeah, the whole thing about the sex tape, like Val puts so much energy and effort into trying to track down and bring justice to someone who's not even guilty. And yet she cannot take the time to suck in her own pride and stuff and just be there for Laura. Yeah, and there's there's a real miscue here because they're Laura's being super supportive of Val getting out into the dating scene, being on the app, doing X, Y, and Z. Why in the world would Val think it was an issue to like sleep with some teacher? Like in from her perspective, she's like, Laura doesn't even care about this guy. She doesn't care about you know why, you know, she so it's you know, it's something that it's it's easy to understand why Laura got so upset, but she definitely took it to the level of like my mom did this on purpose and it takes the entirety of episode eight for her to get like corrected and that to that by Alex. And it takes all this sort of intense damage and things that she does to get back at her mom uh, for this action, uh, for that to become clear to her. Um, but yeah, moving right along, you know, you brought up the uh, Val's not being able to stop psychoanalyzing Laura. It happens right at the beginning of, of episode eight where she sort of starts to break it down um, to Alex. And he's Alex is literally like, no, don't psychoanalyze your daughter. Like she's just a teenager. She's being stupid. She's making mistakes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Alex like, no. seems to know what she actually needs uh, and trying to convey that uh, to Valerie who simply yeah. isn't listening yet. Still the beginning of episode yeah. eight. So now we've done an episode eight. I'm so happy because I fucking loved this episode. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Episode eight of Casual was Ooh. incredible. Thanksgiving. So it does this thing that I think is really cool on TV. Yeah. Where they stay in one location for the whole episode. Mm -hmm. the, only, the only time it's not at Alex's house is when he calls Emmy and you get a scene with Emmy where she's on the phone in her bedroom. Right. But other than that, it's completely contained in Alex's home. Yeah. And it's and it's really intimate, and it's like everything that could go wrong for 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 Alex and Val for Thanksgiving goes wrong, and it's brutal. <laughs> um, but it's but yeah, you go really deep with 
with um, all these characters and you get so much more of Alex than you have. Um, oh, wow. You know, it's, it's painful to watch what Val is put through in this. And, but then to a certain extent, you're kind of like marveling or impressed with how she's handling it. Um, mm-hmm. Incredible. Incredibly, she kind of barrels through this day. And then finally kind of has a breakdown over dinner. But I just thought overall Val handled this whole situation like a champ. Um, getting thrown the mistress thrown in her face, her parents thrown in her face. I mean, really Laura went for the jugular and yeah. went into the day to hurt her mom. Yeah. And it's um, clear. And I, I yeah. And I thought Alex was gonna kind of blow up at her um sooner or or have a moment of pulling her aside. I was kind of waiting right. for that the whole episode. So the when he does sort of have a moment with her and it's sort of after like Val pleads with him, like, will you please, she, she thinks really highly of you. Will you, will you talk to her? And right. he's like, she does think really highly of me, doesn't she? <laughs> and it's this thing that it makes him feel good in his life of searching for things that make him feel anything, right? And so um, I sort of understood He's not about being upset at Laura. Like he could never probably be super upset with her. Like he has a, like a loving relationship with her. Yeah. Um. So his 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 moment with her at the end, where he kind of just holds up a mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, "Of course, your mom didn't do that on purpose." Yeah. Like you you know that you know, and it what that was is that was super heavy. Like that that landed really hard. Yeah, I thought I, super heavy, and it lands all the more hard because Alex becomes the uh, unintended casualty of Laura's rage and the whole dinner conversation revealing fat Alex and the pee bottles and, uh, and all this oh, embarrassment yeah, where oh, that, that scene was so painful to watch because the parents were the only ones laughing. No, everyone yeah. else just felt so awkward, and they're no like, "This is so funny," and it was, oh yeah, no awareness and just hurtful, hurtful, like, and yeah, yeah. And we've already talked about how they don't paint a very nice picture of Alex and Valerie's mom, but this is the first time we meet their dad, and yeah. we're kind of wondering like who could be, you know, the the other half of this uh, this awful parenting duo, and he's equally as awful. And it kind of builds, you know, through his early scenes with Alex and uh, misguided, misguided attempts, both of them in the kitchen. And, you know, just absolutely, you know, I took some notes. Uh, let's see. Laura sabotages dinner, but the dad massacres it, <laughs> including the oh, turkey. Yeah. That was brutal. Uh, the control there, and he even had to rub it in and be like, "Oh, thanks. It was a team effort." And it was actually no, like no. You took the turkey out early and you carved it, dude. You, you smashed the mac and cheese that Alex made. It just uh, his parents, yeah. The parents really not only don't bolster their case uh, to be not completely reprehensible, but the parents really in this episode show how horrific they are. And how awful it must have been to have them as parents. And it's one of those situations where I kept waiting for something, Steve. This scene is so incredibly intense and awkward and painful. And I just kept waiting for their moment of 
awareness or someone basically, you know, smacking them in the face with it. And while Valerie has the crack up, right, which then she slams the mashed potatoes and walks out, they never really have that. And it just, you know, it's kind of one of those like loud and proud, you know, wrong and strong kind of things where they don't back down and you just leaving it being like, holy shit, these people are fucking awful people. Yeah. And they're and, yeah, horrible with, parents. With And there's no consequences. And they're, you know, and it's right out the gate when she totally, when she totally just completely intentionally pulls the mac and cheese out and drops it on the floor and goes, oh, sorry. Sorry about I'm your so casserole. So, I'm so sorry. And it's like, no, you're not. Like, what? Like, and that was like, it's it's funny because it's almost like too much. Yeah, it like, really is. Like, what? You know, like, and um, but they they really did a good job of of bringing bringing the episode home in that dinner scene, um, and bringing it to such a such an awkwardly brutal climax there with Alex just having to like stomach all of all of this indignation. And um, and then his reveal, the scene with him and Emmy on the couch, and he explains what that was about. Uh, right, was very t- very touching. You know what I mean? And we've we've waited a long time to learn that much about Alex and go that deep with him and understand why he is who he is and why he acts very superficially, why he struggles so hard in you know interpersonal relationships yep. and. And uh, it was very telling and very vulnerable. Great bit of acting. Extremely and touching. A really interesting thing at the uh, conceptually at the end of this episode too, which is another reason why I liked it so much. I loved the way this episode ended. Was Val coming out, and I think she wanted to have like a moment on the couch and a, and a talk with Alex to kind of work through everything. But he was having this intimate moment with his new girlfriend. Yeah. So she sees that. She's up on the balcony. From above. She goes back. From above, yeah. She, she turns off the light in Laura's bedroom and goes to sleep, and that's the end of the episode. I just, um, you know, to have a day, a holiday, a Thanksgiving day in the life of those characters in that house, that was a very fitting ending to the episode, which I found very touching. Yeah, we see uh, we see growth, and we see so much happen. And we see different outcomes, right? Uh, Laura, um, you know, without saying sorry, basically apologizes. She says goodbye to Valerie. Um, Alex confides and opens up to Emmy. uh, That amazing moment you were just describing. And then Valerie, I think in that that final shot, right, understands that she has cast herself and kept herself in the role of the actual parent and guardian. Their parents are not parents. There's no one else in this family that is going to be the responsible parent and guardian, and that's why she's always fulfilled that role, and we see her still in that role, even though she wants to change and is you know, moving towards change. We see this final moments of her still doing that. Yeah, that's a really good point. And even when it looked like she was losing her grip on being the 
the sort of solid parent right, for right. Laura. And they were like, oh, she maybe in her husband, ex-husband says, well, maybe the best thing for her is to stay with us. And you work through your issues. And she, and she was in this crisis of yeah. being like, what, why am I the, you know, like they're the ones that are messed up. I'm stable. They're not stable. And, uh, and then it's revealed that she hasn't been to school in three weeks. Right. <laughs> so like, what kind of job is he doing as a father? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's unacceptable. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, so she really does. Yeah, she she sort of gets that kind of uh, last moment of yeah. Hope. She's like, I'm gonna go to school on Monday. She's like, good, and then so hopefully that leads to her coming back to Alex's, staying with her, rekindling this. We'll see what happens. There's two more episodes in this season, and I'm excited to see how they how they close this out. But this Thanksgiving episode, start to finish, was funny. Deep, uh, dramatic, mm. emotional. Yeah. Um, it, the pacing of it was really great. Mm. Um, yeah. And I love the, um, the cut-ins on the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, how they broke up the sections of the episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we had, what, maybe four overhead shots of the table? Um, yeah, every, t- every time there was a new guest, they had to do a new setting, right? So uh-huh. that that. And then the overhead f- shot. Yeah the final one of the um the clear you know partially cleared table with stuff strewn about um mm. just the i mean we've talked about it in some of the earlier episodes they do such a great job of uh starting episodes of of you know just the way they shoot the in you know ins and outs i'm a film guy obviously the ins and outs steve that's right <laughs> uh, the way they film the ins and outs and the no they're just interiors so, uh, exteriors yeah <laughs> they're so great at uh at setting everything up at bookending the episodes at um amazing devices that as we've said before are almost um you know film you know amazing film devices like just are uh amazing to behold in this type of half hour streaming comedy yeah, yeah, with a cre- uh, really clear story arc for this episode, and it gets to the point where the father announces that they're the mother and father announce that they're going to get remarried or married <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, maybe. Just um, and that leads to to Val's like just laughing fit and smashing the mashed potatoes on the ground, and it's like it's um it is it's crazy. So I'm like, it's not you know it's an understandable response. She has this big emotional response in the form of this manic laughing. And she did that before on the elevator in a previous episode where she kind of was started laughing and then broke down crying. So it was, it was, um, it's a, it's an interesting show and they're, they do a wonderful job, um, with these characters and making them re- as real as possible. Yeah. Real and really, I real and really authentic feeling. We genuinely mm. feel that these are flawed people whose stories we're invested in. And I definitely, definitely wanted to be there at that dinner with Val <laughs> when she started cracking up. I was so hoping that someone else would start cracking up too. Uh, I was so hoping that, you know, Alex... And Emmy and eventually everyone else would just laugh at them. 
Man, yeah. they did such a good job in this episode of uh, of truly tapping into frustrations and the ever ever fearful <laughs> family holiday, and this one yeah. was uh, quite a holiday. Yeah, and it was just intimate enough that everyone had their own thing going on at the table, right? So it wasn't that someone was going to join her laughing because everyone had their own inner life and inner discomfort with how the parents were behaving and, and uh, agenda. And I thought, you know, Emmy's emotional life during this, those scenes were really strong and her just trying to support Alex was cool and him like, you know, having a solid support in processing something that was really difficult in the moment and that yeah. leading to him feeling comfortable enough with her to share all of that at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just a really well-rounded um, episode and and you really they used everything that they had set up up until this point even the mom and and mm-hmm. how they used her and in the introduced her in the previous episodes so then adding the father at this point really just um took it to another level of of drama and conflict that um was really great to see yeah and yeah it's amazing to have all that set up uh finally start to hit and this episode hit, and it hit hard. Great, great episode. Yeah, great episodes. We're moving right along. Please join us next time as we discuss episode nine and ten, the very final episode, the last two episodes together. And then at the end of that, our next episode of Shows with Friends, we're going to pick our new show. It'll be my (laughs) turn. To pick a show, hopefully Eli will have not seen the show. I'm excited. Yeah, and we can um, start our next series after we finish Casual from Hulu. Hello, friends, and thanks for listening. We just wanted to take a quick moment and let you know that we are really excited to be a part of a growing podcast network. It's called Connected Podcasts, and there are many other great shows on the network that we think you are going to enjoy. That's Connected, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-D, podcasts.com. Thanks for listening.